Hello and welcome to episode two of the Surreyor Global Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by FPL Chef and myself, Hybe Index. Last week, we began the Surreyor podcast journey with What is Surreyor About? So if you haven't joined, then please give that a listen. This week, we're going to go on continuing sharing our experiences, looking at game week 102, which is currently in play. We'll look at discussing the recent matrix changes and answer all those questions submitted on Twitter and Discord. So on that note, I think we have a, a great first question to get us going. Chef, why don't you give us that? So the question's from Smithy. Uh, he's off the Discord and he says, oh, what is the best piece of advice you could give a new user? Thanks. Well, firstly, w- welcome Smithy. Welcome to the platform. I'm sure you're going to enjoy Surreir. Um, so my advice to a new user would be take your time. Really immerse yourself in the, the community, so on, on Twitter and on Discord, and learn how the, the game works fully. Understand how to, to enter the, the tournaments, how to, to value players, that kind of thing. Build up, building up um, competitive squads can take quite a lot of time and patience, but the rewards are, are well worth it. So reach out to others in the community for advice, make trades, and enhance your, your game experience. But I think, yeah, most of all, take your time, learn it. And enjoy yourself. What about what would you say, Chef? Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's some good advice. What you've just given him, I think. What the, learning from my own mistakes, I think uh, I would obviously agree with what you said, but as well, I would think about the strategy you want to implement in in uh, when you're buying your, your your players, and, and what divisions you're going to target. Like you're gonna you're gonna target like the lesser like competitive divisions like the MLS and J League, or are you gonna go like all in and go straight for Champion Europe? Um, I think you know I, I, you just don't want to be lumbered with a lot of players that you don't use or that have little value or you overpay for or what whatever you know. Um, you just don't. It's just have a strategy when you first start buying your players. Absolutely, and I think we've got another question that probably touches on that a little bit from FI Understudy. He was asking for advice for players who are looking to progress from Division Four to Division Three or, or Division Two. My thoughts on that were really around having that strategy, focusing on one division type at a time. Maybe plan what you you need, identify the, the players you'd like to add, and then go about that quite systematically. Um, so looking at, as you said, whether you want to, to go for the, the champion Europe, whether you want to, to focus on the Asian leagues or the, the American leagues, and then look at what division you want to compete in and, and try to target five to ten cards that are going to allow you to do so um, in, in, in those divisions. So... Just looking at, for example, Division 3, you can start competing well with as little as one super rare. So you could focus four or five, six options of, of rare card buys and, and a couple of super rares, and that would allow you to, to target some of the Division 3 um, competitions. And obviously then if you're, you're adding additional rares, you've got Division 4 covered as well there. Yeah, and, and you've got your, also your like, higher-powered rares that, you can use, that are quite effective in... Division three, uh, uh, it's a tactic that I use. I've got a few that are like t- at nine and, and ten power, and they're co- the it can mess your team up for division four because it's re- it can be really difficult to to get a team together if you've only got a few players. But when you move up to division three, that's not an issue no more. Uh, and I'm and I'm finding now that I, that they come in handy quite a lot. Absolutely, yeah, I'm finding the same. So having a a good spread of different powered players seems to be quite handy, I'm finding. Uh, Sometimes having quite low scoring uh, powered players, like 6.6, but also then having a a 10.2, as you said, in that lineup together, it can get you up to that that threshold for the division uh, quite nicely. So, yeah, there's there's lots of different parts to it, isn't there? Yeah, it can be. I'm going to be trading a few, I think, actually, to, for for lower powered players. I, I I remember when I got my first ever offer for a player that 
was the same player but higher powered. I was like, I, I didn't quite get get that, and, and now I now I understand it. But I think I missed yeah. you, didn't I? I, I think I said to you, well, "What's all this about?" Yeah, I was the same. It's, you're thinking, why is this guy trying to give me a you know a lower power player? But it's potentially because that higher power player he he owns is now taking him above a threshold and can no longer get them in the entry. So, yeah, that was quite interesting. Yeah, I was quite. I was on my MLS lineup this week. Actually, uh, I was point. I was point one over or point two over. That was really frustrating. And speaking of the game week, uh, should we have a quick recap on how we're both doing and what's going on in the game week currently? Yeah, let's have a look. How are you getting on? Well, I, I only had seven teams this week, and but for the most part, not great. Uh, my my big Brazilian defender out in the J League was Inertia and that kind of ruined my uh, Asia Division 3 team and my Global Division 4 team because uh, I've got a rare and a super rare of Dankler and yeah, he, he sat on the bench but I uh, tweeted one of the J-League people and they assured me that it was just rotation and he will be back for the next game. So, we match again. Um, I bet you're glad at that. Cause I remember you sharing you got a, a huge offer for him a few hours yeah. before that game, didn't you? Yeah, but I did. You yeah. Adam and you're, you're not selling. He's nah. he's the type of player you need to, to be winning. Absolutely. He's the 11th rank, highest ranked player on the new Matrix uh, and we'll go into that in a second. Um, I suppose for, for this game week, I had 12 entries across the division, so mostly Division 4 and Division 3, um, but I also had a, a Division 2 All-Star and a, a weekly challenge entry. Um, so over, over the next few months, I, I need to be adding more to my collection, more superiors and more uniques so that I have options for Division 2 and, and Division 1. I feel I'm, I'm, I'm being left out there. I'd like to have more entries. So um, I think this week for me it's a habit of a, a mixed bag of results. Um, there's a few entries looking quite promising. We'll challenge our Europe Division Four is probably the the best one at the moment. I'm sitting in fifth place on that one. Um, big scores from Clinton Mata, Ruben Diaz, um, Ottavino, and, and Jeremy Doku. But yeah, there's been di- different um, performances across my, my lineups this week some underwhelming and, and some huge scores. So um, the big call-outs, Huang Ingbiom, if that's pronounced right, he plays for Ruben Kazan, an 87.45 score there on the, on the new Matrix. So yeah, that's, oh, that's huge. That is, so, that uh, is that's colossal score. It is, it is. So he, he scored well in the last Matrix. Um, so I bought two of them. They seemed quite expensive at the time because I'm not really competing in Asia, but obviously he's useful in All-Star and, and other competitions there. So if he keeps posting scores like that, I'm going to be quite happy. And then we've got Angel Correa for Atletico Madrid. He got a goal in a 6-1 win, scoring alongside Joe Felix, Diego Costa and, and Suarez. He got two on his debut. So Correa got me a, a 74.52, which is a, a very healthy score. And then Ottavino and, and Porto's 5-0 win. He was the, the third of my, my top players with a 74.39. Huge, pretty huge score. So if I can get guys yeah. performing like that, Absolutely. Um, I'll be, be happy. Uh, I think, so yeah, you're, you're doing better than me. Uh, my, I've still got four to play in the MLS. Uh, Sean Johnson's my one who's played and he got a pretty decent score of 60-odd. Um, and then my other one is the Division 4 under 23s. I'm currently sat on 1,900 points. I've had, only had four players to score. And surprise, surprise, it's all my Russian players. <laughs> Maximenko in goal. Seclera in, in defence. Oblihirkov and Sobolev. Uh, both did all right as well. Uh, and I've got Simansky to play tomorrow. So uh, I'll definitely be me in top 10% threshold but I don't think I'll be winning it but uh, you never know should be a nice reward there yeah it's always nice to get in the top 10% isn't it and if the MLS team can get in the top 10% as well I'll be an happy man 
that's it, and get those free cards. That's it. Yeah, I've had over over the last few weeks quite a, a few nice nice ones. So I managed to to sell off one that I won last week uh, today. And yeah, it's just good to have had another. I've went straight into the lineup as well, so that's really nice to see the the next week after yeah. you've, you've won a freebie. I keep winning, winning random J League players, even in the global. <laughs> so, really? yeah, they the must just know it's me. So I think that's basically how I have a, an Asian lineup. So apart from the, the goalkeeper, that my, my outfield is basically made up of three cards that I've won. So I've not really, I have bought a couple uh, for for those divisions, but I've really not targeted it at all. I've got some free entry, free cards back, and, and that gives me a. An entry into them, so well. Yeah. If if you're ever short, to buy a keeper. Yeah, well, if you're ever short, you know you know to come to don't you for J League. So that's it. That's it. So maybe sending a few messages. <laughs> I, I've got a, I've got a mountain of J League players, but that's another story for another day. Uh, shall we move on to the next? Uh, oh, should we talk about the new Matrix? Yeah, so I think you touched on it, didn't you? There. <laughs> We've got a new matrix. Yeah, it's massive news uh, this week when they announced a new matrix, but I will let you take that away. Yeah, so obviously you said it's a, it's a big talking point. Why Why is the matrix been changed? Where did this come from? So I think it was a lot of user feedback. It's quite an active community on, on Discord um, where there's a, a lot of open dialogue between the developers and the, the community there around how things work. And because it's a... a really new platform, that feedback gets taken on board and adaptations are, are made to the game, those small iterations um, that we start to see. So based on that user feedback, we, we changed the matrix to better reflect the impact of offensive players in a live game, to enhance the, the experience during live games for, for users and to target a 50-point average score. Um, so I think the 50-point the average score, potentially just a, a small psychological effect of you players putting in a good performance and scoring above a 50 threshold, um, whereas maybe previously scoring 38, 42 and, and performing really well psychologically didn't feel that great to the to the user, um, but seeing a slightly larger, higher average score just has that, that element. So um, it doesn't change too much on in terms of the competitive um, nature of individual players there, that that increasing the, the 50 point average score, this is really just about a, creating more of a yeah, a, a psychological base position for, for each of, of the players um, so going a, a bit more into the, the new metrics so it's built on two different metrics decisive score and all round score so the decisive score, that's the in-game stuff, that's stuff that should be easy to read through a live game using statistics that have a direct impact on the outcome of a game. So when you see a goal going in and an assist, a red card, those those types of actions within a game, you can see, you can tell how that, that player is performing. So it should be very intuitive. And then you've got the, the all-room score. So that accounts for the stuff that we can't quite see. The stats that are challenging to, to track during a live game, but are ultimately vital in evaluating the overall impact that a player has in a game. So let take an example of N'Golo Conte, um, for, for example. He might be a, a player that doesn't get a, a lot of goals or, or assists, but his um, impact in a, a game could be or, or has been huge um, in times gone by. So that, that all-round score allows you to, to build in that element of the of a, a player's game. So any, anything to add on that, Chef? Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I like the changes. There are the positive. I think, you know, it's rewarding. I think before, attacking players was penalised a bit too harshly. I think that that pe- penalisation has been taken away when when I've looked upon it. Um you know, I think Vlasic is a prime example. He's now the second highest rated player on the Matrix, I think, or something stupid like that. Uh, he's pretty. He's ranked pretty high anyway. Um, and before he was, he he wasn't. So, yeah, like 
it, it, it's I, I like that it's rewarding attacking players because you know it, it, we, we all want to watch football and wish for goals, don't we? You know, it, that's it. it. That's so, where the excitement comes, doesn't it? Yeah. Not so saying, we need to score all players, and that there needs to be a, a yeah. way of giving sort of an equal weighting there. But yeah, and I've, and I think I'm glad. Oh, go on. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. The, just the, the enjoyment, the fun, the, the excitement around football comes from those goals, doesn't it? Yeah, and, it, and it's still good that um, the the that defensive players are still going to be rewarded at the same time, as well. That's it. I think we've we've got a good balance. So, yeah, so far so so good, and I think that's something as I said. It's early on in, in the product, and the the team are always looking at how things are, are going. So the matrix may evolve again, and, uh, and it uh, certainly. It absolutely will. Yeah, like, I, I, I do think it, it will. So simplification. Yeah, we're we're not playing the final version of of the game yet, are we? We're we're still in the infancy of Therese's company uh, as a as a platform. Def- definitely. So I think there'll there'll be lots of enhancements to to come. So that'll be exciting to see. But yeah, for, for think, now, it seems to yeah be rewarding performances in games. So and I like that they've. Um, the changes they've made to the UI on the website. Um, the, I mean, obviously they've, they've tweaked the colours of, of the scores, but um, you, they've, they've ranked things with, with stars as well. I mean, I probably won't use that myself because, I mean, I, I'm like, it, it, I like to do my own research if you like, but um, I think for other users, it, they'll get a lot of use out of that. Absolutely. So all these little enhancements are, are just making the, the platform a more enjoyable experience, aren't they? So Absolutely. Yeah, long, long may it continue. And if you listen to this and there's things that you're you're sitting there looking on at the, the platform thinking, I wish I had done this, uh, use the Discord channels as a, an ideas channel in there. Where lots of the, the feedback gets taken on board and, and, and actually implemented. So yeah, get your feedback on board and we can shape this platform into the, the final product I think so far so good yeah yeah absolutely and yeah it's going to be interesting going through going through the next few weeks as the market adapts to the new matrix as well I don't, I don't know I, I, this might just be me I don't know if you do this I mean, obviously you know I've been doing this but I've also been searching players on the new matrix <laughs> I've searched a lot of players haven't I <laughs> You have, yeah, and yourself and I, a few others have been fairly active there, so I've not yeah. really had the chance to, to delve in too deep yet, but I think over the, the next few weeks I'll be adding some, some more funds and we'll be getting uh, well, purchases into the game. It's just the fact that all the players, in the like most of the players in the world, all have been added to the matrix, added to the database, which uh, you've got a, a frame of reference. That's it. So you can start to, you know, yeah, understand where these these potential buys would sit once all these other players are added onto the platform. So it might make you more selective. Um, obviously, we don't know when additional clubs will will be onboarded, but if you can see what their potential future compet- competition is going to be, it might change your your purchasing habits in in the short term. So yeah, that'll be interesting as well. So, just just uh, yeah, let's just have a guess at this. Since February, the beginning of February, so the game game week forty three, the thirty first to the Feb- uh, January to the second of February, to game week ninety. How many hundred scores do you reckon Lionel Messi's got? How many games? Sorry, eighteen, nineteen, seven. Ooh, eight. Eight. Yeah, I, I knew it'd be high. Knew it'd be yeah. high. And there's like so many eighty over scores over eighty as well. There's probably like another ten over eighty or so. Uh, no, another no, maybe not ten. Maybe another seven or eight over eighty. He, so I think only... it's important to look at guys like that, isn't it? So Messi yeah. should be that benchmark of what exactly should be. And so you you look at him, but you also have to look at other players that are actively playing and assess in fact, in fact a particular performance and see does that match what I would expect to see. Yeah, he scored under eighty. Uh, he scored under eighty four times in that in that in that like 
selection of games. That's insane. <laughs> Is, we need to get we need to get Barcelona on the platform. So, well, if he's still there at the end of the next season, yeah, I think it would be quite interesting to to get them on, especially from the the collectors element as well. Because you know that there are users on on here that are buying cards purely from that collectors, or not just purely, but they're they're adding cards to the collection with that in mind as well as yeah. some of the, 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 the cards that they're they're using in play. So. Yeah, Messi would be the, surely one of the biggest in that space, wouldn't he? That unique would go really, really high. I don't even, yeah. I don't even, I'd have to empty my, my football index portfolio probably to, to even compete there. But <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, shall we move on to the next question? Yeah, so let's have a, a look at some of the, the questions from the community then. So I think we, we had quite a few in from the, the Twitter post there and also on in Discord. So let's start us off with the Scottish lads. We've got Mark McBride, the man from Coatbridge. We won't go into the, the time capsule at this point. We'll maybe discuss that on a, another episode, Mark. And so Mark's question was, can you discuss who you think will be the next big team to onboard and who would be the biggest to grow the user base? Chef, what, what do you think? Um... So I saw the poll. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you did. Uh, Sarayers poll. Yeah, about who the, the next team should be or the next big team should be or whatever it was. Um, so obviously, it's going to the next team is going to be one of those. I would think. Uh, I mean, out of those teams, I'd pro- I think it'll be PSG. Uh, we had a little chat about this before we started, didn't we? And uh, I think it'll be PSG, personally. I think that makes most sense from Sarez's position. Uh, being what, a, makes you, what makes you think that? I think you're about to being a... Because they're a French company, uh, yeah. it, just, it just makes sense that they'd want to grow the user base in France as much, like, and build a solid foundation in France. Yeah, yeah, that's... Is is yeah. is and 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 then uh, PSG do have like a global appeal at the same time. They've got Neymar and Mbappe, it's like two of, two of the best players in the world. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, ne- Neymar scores out as good as Messi's, but they're still very good, uh, and he's a global icon. I mean, uh, everyone, anyone who knows me knows how much I love Neymar. You know, he would he would bring users to the platform. And Mbappe, if you buy an Mbappe card, you've got that card for probably the best part of 15 years. So, you know, it's, it's from a from a from their perspective, I think that makes the most sense. Yep, that's fair. Uh, so, so it's my, my my thought. I seen this question. I also thought about that that tweet, and I, just to, to put that out there, I don't know that there's going to be new major European super club added but so we are tweeted out what I hope is a, a teaser letting us know that the Serie A champions joined so we are in, in February so that was Ju- Juventus and they were asking which other champion would we like to see next so the four clubs they listed Bayern Munich Liverpool PSG and Real Madrid I'd be happy with any of them you know, I'd, I'd take any one of them. Yeah, yeah. teams on the platform tomorrow. Uh, absolutely. The, the social media pool was huge with, with them, and each of them have that many great players that I'd want to buy. So you've talked about Mbappe and Neymar, Marquinhos, and the the all sorts of PSG. You know, I've went to, to Liverpool, Salah, Trent. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, just yeah. I, mean, I think by... any one of these these clubs, I'd be happy. Um, to see them on board, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would be happy with any of those. Any of those guys. Uh, uh, Who do I think would be the biggest? Who like to, to bring out more users on onto Surreal? I think Man United. I think the the biggest club. They've got the the biggest media pool in the entire world. Um, I think their size is un- unparalleled. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. Don't they have like the most social media followers if you combine all platforms? I, I, I think so, yeah. There's lots of data out there that just points to 
Man U being this, this crazy the, huge... Yeah, they're, they're a massive commercial entity out there. And yeah, I'm inclined to agree uh, that Man United would probably bring the biggest better growth to this platform. Uh, I think probably from the company's point of view, they probably want to wait <laughs> till they get someone that big until they've got a lot of stuff ironed out. Cause... That's, that's true. So I think, personally then, I think they should focus on Dortmund so that we can get a, a Dortmund version, version Sancho before we get the, the United version Sancho. You would be odd over that. Uh, that is the, the dream, isn't it? Yeah, you. Yeah, I know how much you love that guy. Uh, you would. You would be. I think you'd have a go. Is getting his unique. I, th- I think again that would um, require me probably selling the house. So maybe, maybe not. Is... <laughs> but if there was ever a player who could tempt you into selling the house, it would be him. Yeah, I'll, I might need to look into caravans and see what other. Accommodation arrangements I can get so I can get that shiny card. Yeah, I think from a pure gameplay, like playing the game perspective, Dortmund would be a really good team because the team's got a lot of young players. And once you go on that card, you own it for the full time. They're, well, it's yours forever, you know, but they're going to return cool. points Dortmund all the time. My, yeah, these are one of the teams I'd be, be looking to add. Also, Salzburg. Getting sort of that, yeah, yeah, that, that set up, um, and these, these teams that produce lots of the young players, it's it's obviously difficult. I don't think it's necessarily as easy as targeting specific clubs. I think the, the team are working on lots of different clubs at all times, and yeah, some are are easier than others to do. There's lots of different legal reasons in different nations and. and different challenges to, to get across and clubs are at different stages I suppose in their awareness of, of this type of, of platform but yeah. there was a, a podcast by, by Nicholas um, that I listened to last week I don't know if you managed to, to catch that No I didn't yeah, Let me just grab the, the name of it so that was on, on my Spotify the other day there so it was Blockchain Gaming World that he, uh, appeared on well, that I, was, think, really I think I saw a tweet about it actually but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to listen. Yeah, definitely go and go and give, give that a listen. But talks around the platform where it's going and all the, the the great things that have happened in our in our upcoming. So yeah, definitely definitely worth worth a, a listen. But that challenge and getting different different clubs and and, and different you know, and getting the the new new clubs on boarded um, is, is definitely something that the team's working on hard and. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot in the pipeline there, so exciting times. Yeah, and I think, you know, this, this platform's just going to grow and grow and grow. Like, it's going to be so exciting. Because um, uh, the, 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 I just see the potential of this platform is just scary. Like, because of it's global. That's you, it. So anyone, any country can join. Even if it was to remain niche, like it would be niche in every country in the world. Like so that, if, that's... Just, if, if just ten or fifteen people from from each club that eventually gets onboarded were were to join, that would be huge in itself, um, and that's a, a very small number. So, yeah, the potential, as you say, is is really massive. But yeah, I think everyone's probably steps. well. That, that's it, and you, can't, you don't get there overnight, so you need these, these iterations. I think what people... I mean, there's a lot a lot of patient people in the platform, and, and I think everyone knows where this platform's heading, but I think from the company's point of view, you don't get a second chance at a first impression, and that's why they need... Before they get a club like Man United, so let's say everything needs to be on point. Every, everything needs to be perfect because you're going to get all these users and if you want to retain them you, you need to make a good first impression that's it and i think it's yeah it's definitely going to be a, a journey to get to get to that point but yeah it should be an exciting one absolutely so i think we could we could probably talk about this stuff all day and where where's the platform going and i'm sure we will on, on future pods as well but 
there's loads more questions that have came in from the community. So continuing on a, a Scottish theme, we've got Fraser Ayer. Um, so Rare Fraser from the, the Scottish Borders. So his question was, both of your views on the potential loan market, so the, the pros and cons. So, so for you want me, to say that first, yeah? Yeah, let's, let's have a think about that. So I'm, I'm in favour. So uh, since I, I started, I thought this would be really cool if you could actually loan players. It happens at present, so people are, are loaning, but there's an element of, of trust involved. You rely on the other the individual that you're loaning that player to actually transfer that card back to you to, to, to do what you, you agreed. So, yeah, there, there is an element of, of trust involved, but so far so good. We've got a great community and it, it works really well. I've benefited from it. I've loaned players out as well. They've helped others. And, yeah, there's quite, quite a few other managers who, who do it a lot more than, more than me. So I'd like to see something standardised or something, some mechanic within the game that would allow, facilitate that for users. So it would potentially increase the utility of, of lots of your cards. So I've got quite a, a large collection. Sometimes I can't use all of those those players, but I would be able to, to loan those out to, to newer managers or managers with, with less options. And I could potentially get a, a fee, so a loan payment for that whatever that may be and having some kind of structure to be able to do so would be, be fantastic so as I mentioned that might be to new users gives a new user coming on board maybe wanting to see what the platforms are about but not wanting to, to put in a lot of money too quickly they could potentially build a, a couple of teams using loan payments and, and get a feel for it play play this at, at different points in, in the year and give them that flexibility depending on, on their lifestyle. So huge impl implications of actually bringing in a loan system there. I suppose there's obviously a negative side of, of anything. I think anything can is open to abuse. So the loan systems, yeah, that, that, that is certainly open to abuse and you, you could see uh, where, where there could be, be issues there. But I think implemented right and without a bit of monitoring from the team uh, it's something that should be able to, to land quite successfully so yeah something I hope we see I don't I don't know when I don't think it we'd see it this year but maybe something we see in 2021 once we have a, an app and other developments on the on the platform yeah I mean I'm uh, I like the idea of a loan a learning system I agree with everything you say. I think, you know, for new users, it would be perfect because they could have the excitement, if you like, of owning the the better cards. If you know, and and just even if it's just for the weekend, and then the person who owns them cards, you know, obviously profits off it. I think, yeah, that I, right there, it's win-win, you know, and then that person might be like, yeah, that was great, I'm going to invest more money, I want these, I want better players, so I can do this again. <laughs> I, like you say, it's, it's obviously there's, there's people who might try and abuse it, but it's just about remaining vigilant and, and trying to rule out these bad apples, I guess. Uh, I mean, obviously, like this, the last week, so I think it was about a week ago, maybe they implemented the that your account had to be linked to a phone number. So you know that's that's obviously they're they're thinking along these lines of people opening multiple accounts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that that was great, great to see. So it prevents you know, multi-accounting on on the platform to to a degree. Obviously, there's there's ways with anything for for people to bypass that, but it shows that the company are a weight off, off yeah. that threat, you know, and so one of the things that keeps coming back when you, you see them discussing with members or, or users is that element of fairness. So every change has to maintain an element of fairness, an element of balance. You don't want there, there to be, you know, unfair elements of the game. So very difficult as well, but it's being a, being a focus of Yeah, so we take the next question. It is from Mark Alele of the Discord. 
Uh, he says, if there was one unique card you could earn, what would it be? So, <laughs> purely from a sentimental point of view, I think it's got to be Ivan Sproul. Now, most people listening, even though you're football fanatics, probably do not know who Ivan Sproul is. Um, shame on you. Shame on all of you. Um, Google him. Google Ivan Sproul, Rangers 3 0. Um, and I hope some Rangers fans are listening. I, I hope. I, I really, I really do. <laughs> That'll be, be, be great. But I expect you to go and watch that video because it was. Uh, one one of the greatest moments ever. So, yeah, from a, a, a collection perspective, yeah, I think I'd, I'm I'm going a different direction. It's not not Ivan Sproul. Um, I, I think, think you might that. be the only person who would bid on that card. Oh, I don't know actually. I think he's got a little a bit of a cult following here in Scotland, but well, in, in parts of Edinburgh at least. So, yeah, watch that video. I tell you, I, tell you. I recognise the name. I just can't place it. Uh, I'm guessing it it's fifteen fifteen thousand pounds. I'm guessing it's somewhat like old Hibernian player. Not not even that old. So I, I was a boy. I was in my teens, well, early well, teens. I was probably at that point. I was probably a man at that point. <laughs> like, you're not you're not that much older. <laughs> it just feels that way. That's it. You've had a hard paper round. Yeah, but yeah, no. I'm being serious. I think I'd have to go for. Mbappe, um, if I'm, I'm thinking purely about utility in the game, who I think is going to be the, the most valuable long term is going to be Mbappe for, for me in this platform. Maybe Sancho, um, we talked about getting Dortmund on, he'd be, he'd be up there. There's quite a few I'd like, actually, but yeah, hopefully we see some of these soon. What about yeah, you? I think... Uh, from a collection point of view, if I was just a purely a collector, it would be Messi. Obviously, is you know is the goat. Is is only there's only ever going to be one of them cards, and I would love to own it, even if he's only got a couple of years left. Uh, everyone, anyone who knows me knows how much I worship Lionel Messi. So yeah, that from a from a collector's point of view, it would be him. I think from a purely competitive point of view um, I would probably go it's difficult I would probably go for Mbappe as well I think he's going to go pretty close to breaking the goal record that Cristiano Ronaldo is about to set uh, probably in the next year or two that, that Ronaldo sets this uh, it breaks like the official officially counted goals record uh, from competitive games Um I Do you think one, he does the international one as well? It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Um, I think. I think. It's, I think he could. It's an almost unfair comparison, isn't it? I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. It absolutely is. Comparing areas is is just you know it's, it's not fair at all. Um, you know, the, the friendlies and stuff back then. It was it was really competitive. It wasn't like it was now where there's ten substitutions or whatever. You know, it was totally the different back then. The fact that it's even a question that he's competing <laughs> there is, is just ridiculous, isn't Ronaldo, it? Ronaldo's a freak. A beast. Yeah. yeah, Ronaldo's an absolute freak of nature. Like, you know, I, I, he's, he, I feel I, a lot of people try and, like, you know, try and compare Messi and Ronaldo and who's better, blah, blah, blah. I, I think, it, to me, it's not even a question of who's better. Like, I don't, I don't even... I don't even ask myself that question I, I just feel privileged I've got to watch these two players two very different players but two two of the best players to ever play the game you know absolutely absolutely and I think absolutely. but yeah I think Mbappe will break his record and I know that's a big call but I think he will I don't think it's too big a call you know I'm a, a big fan so yeah I'd like to see that so we take the next question so our next question is from You'll Never Walk Alone, LFC Blockchain. He's big, he's massive on the uh, Surrey platform. Uh, if you come on the Discord, you'll no, no doubt come across him. Uh, he asked, question for new managers. How many rare cards do you need to buy to feel comfortable before buying a super rare? Yeah, so I suppose for me, really, it wasn't about how many rares I had, but it was a confidence thing for sure, yeah. 
Um, I think the prices of Super Airs, they seemed really high when I joined and they probably still do for, for any new user coming onto the platform. You see this thing that's several hundred pounds in, in some circumstances. You're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a bit, a bit scary. But yeah, so that put me off buying too many too soon um, as I needed to really understand the game first understand what it was I was signing up to so I think I, I knew early on that I needed them and that I was going to need them fairly quickly otherwise I was only going to ever be able to, to really compete in Division 4 and maybe you know, on the outskirts of Division 3 so yeah I spent a, a bit of time learning the game building it up slowly some of the, the lower priced rare cards but I could see value across the entire platform even more so in the upper divisions um, due to just there's, there's less competition there. So, yeah, I just, I, I wish some of the prices of these super rares are, are still the same as um, they were when I first joined because that's really what I need to start buying more of now. So super rares and, and uniques, that, that's really where my focus is, is now. So I've been on three, four months. It's really taken me a, a month or two to, to understand the, the platform, fully get get to that point where I'm really confident in it going forward, and at that point where I'm ready to, to up my up my spending. I talked earlier about taking your time, and that's important. You could buy a, a whole whole bunch t- t- tomorrow, but sometimes just t- taking your time, form changes over game weeks, opportunities come up. Uh, so people are winning new cards as prizes on an ongoing basis. So there's a, an opportunity to, to actually offer these these users for, for their cards. You might be able to, to get yourself a good deal. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. What about yourself? So I, I obviously bought my first Super Rare a couple of weeks ago. I kind of wish I'd started buying Super Rares earlier probably like two ethereum earlier so i bought probably i think about 80 odds maybe 70 odds rare cards because i've won a few since then um so yeah i probably bought 70 odd rare cards before i bought my first super rare i wish i'd have moved done it that a little bit earlier i i'm i mean <laughs> i'm not regretful but yeah it, <laughs> It, it was a confidence thing, same as yourself. It's a big... I think your first one is... It, it's a big outlay uh, when you've used to buying rare cards. Uh, my super rare cost, like, I think it was like 0.8 something of Ethereum, which is, you know, sizable outlay. Uh, yeah. I think it, you get that same again with the uniques, don't you? So yeah. I've, I've bought two now. Um, actually... So both both of them cost me over a thousand pounds, which is it seems crazy. But yeah. within within um, thirty minutes of of each purchase, I had direct offers. So I I bought these players because I wanted to use them to compete. I felt that the, this was the time for me to to move into the unique market, start to to buy these players. There's not a great deal available, so the ones that other people are looking to sell are not the, the greatest options uh, no. in, in general there's some some deals to be had out there i must say but in general you're, you're needing to look at those new unique auctions coming up and, and find players who've got good utility value so i, I did i found a, a couple bid for them won them and then within 30 minutes i had direct offers to, to actually sell them back on again and overall i think Thirteen percent higher than I had I'd paid for them. I'm not sure why these users didn't just bid ten percent more than me in, in the auctions, um, but obviously they might have missed that and really wanted those particular players. Probably looking back, I could have sold them for fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty percent more um, than, than I did. But for, for thirty minutes time, it wasn't too wasn't too bad. But yeah, there's definitely that. How do you step up? And it's both purchases before purchasing it. I'm questioning, oh, should I do this? I get the, yeah, I'm going to go for this. After purchasing it, 
does that moment of sort of buyer's remorse? Yeah, I, I, I think I messaged you about within about 20 minutes of buying Dankler to be read, didn't I? Saying, I think well, I've made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. and so it's until you then start to use them and see that utility in the games and see, wow, actually, there's quite a lot of, of opportunity at that higher end. Um, so, yeah, that's something I need to, to get back to. So in the next few weeks, I think we'll, we'll see some, some new super rare and unique purchases coming yeah. in. So yeah, yeah, and I've and I've said the same to you that my my when I put my next lot of money into the platform, it's it's going to be for super rares. Um, I mean, I am going to put some aside for some content that I'll be making, uh, some YouTube stuff that I'll be making for uh, Sarah. But um, yeah, for the most part, it'll be for those shiny blue uh, match attacks. That's it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's where my, my attention is going to be. I've got a, a few already, but just a a couple more targeted buys um, should always should see me in a good position. So, yeah, let's have a what's a, the next question we have? So, Sarir Fraser again. So we've got where do you see Sarir this time next year? So let's have a think. next next year, a year from now. So there's, there's going to be a lot of new clubs on board in, in that period. I think where the team are going to some some great things. I think on the way to ten thousand active users, that's that might seem quite big right now. That might seem, but no, I, I, yeah, ten thousand active users. Let, let's call that now. By the twenty seventh of September twenty one, we'll be eighty percent plus on our way to ten thousand active users. I think I think that's a good a good aim. So. So what, at the moment, what have we got? We've got 1,834 users with one or more cards. There's over 1,000 that have got five or more cards. So those numbers have doubled in the last four and a half months. Since I've been on. I can only see that growing at an increasing rate. So you mentioned that teaser about one of these European super clubs. If one of them were to come on, you see huge new onboarding. We know the team they're working on. on yeah, I think it, look at look at when they added the, the couple of French teams. We we saw a massive spike in users. Definitely, yeah. And I think that's one of the great things about the model, isn't it? So you onboard a new club, and you have new fans from that. You have new users coming from that particular club because they want to own their favourite players there. So and then you know. The way that spreads outwards, it's, it's interesting. So you get those new users naturally finding it through these channels when the new clubs are added. More users typically join out alongside that. The next twelve months, yeah, it's going to be a nice place to be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I think ten thousand users is a is a nice aim to have. You know, um, I think. From a Sarah, the platform itself, uh, where do I see that in 12 months? I think, you know, I think we'll have a, a, a better secondary market. I think that in that time we will see, hopefully, I'd like to see users be able to set auctions, whether we have to pay like a percentage to Sarah for hosting that auction, I don't know. But yep, I, think, I, I, I think, you know, we need to see that. I'd like to see a few new teams, most definitely. Um, and <laughs> yeah, more, more than a, a few teams, I think we'll, we'll yeah. get quite a I'd like to... New app? Well, an, an app, but in the yeah. first instance. Yeah, that's so, what I was just going to say, like an app. It'd be ideal. You know that's coming, Do you know the other team are working yeah. on. Yeah. I said before, like getting the big clubs like Man U on, things need to be, be right so I'm glad that, that there's not an app right now because it, it might have been rushed yeah uh, and an app is going to be thing. integral to, to this platform growing as well like absolutely. yeah massively massively is um, I'd like to see more Sarah content out there 
I'd like to see a bigger Twitter community. I'd like to see the Twitter community grow as well as the Discord. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, anyone who follows me knows follows me for Fantasy Premier League, uh, and everyone knows how big that community is. I think well, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'd like to see community with like yourself and you've got that FPL side as well this we, we need more content creators in the community so I know there's already quite a few putting stuff out there but that's what's going to get others involved yeah. in and really make this product because it's the competitive side of it isn't it so we talk there's, there's elements of this platform where you can trade a card and Try to make a profit there. That's really interesting. Something yeah, I mean, I could, I could bore, I could bore people with like, you know, Google rankings and SEO and all stuff like that. I won't. But content. Can... Sorry, we just. Sorry, I'm just getting notifications up. And Bappy's got an assist. That's all I like to see. And so, <laughs> sorry to, to derail us, but yeah, and Bappy on the brain. Yeah, I, I think it's integral. An integral part of this thing growing is going to be content creators, absolutely. Uh, I think they've got... Pro- I think until massive clubs start signing up and stuff like that, I think content creators are going to be the main driver for growth, if I'm honest. Because... Definitely, that, and that's, that's why we've started this, haven't we? So yeah, and you know, I'm going to do my, some... My, yeah. Not my, my usual type of thing, and not... You know, I'll, I'll be doing some written stuff. I'm sure you will as well. Um, I'm going to do some YouTube stuff as well. Uh, we, we've we've got plans. Um, you know, we we're going to start integrating more of the foot, the fantasy football like preview stuff into this podcast as well. I think, or we'll start a, a separate pod for that um, if if we need to. If the questions get if we get a lot of questions and it's it's going to be too much to manage. In one in one podcast, but uh, yeah, like I think I think you know the like, content creators are going to be primary for this thing to grow. If I'm honest, that's it. It's good to see that there are members, so existing community that are putting stuff out there. So just to, to give a, a quick shout out to there's, there's Quinny. We've got you never walk alone. We've got Fox in the box. There's, there's various, various people putting out there so it's, it's good to, to see that and we'll no doubt get them on this podcast at some point i'm sure and have a chat to them about their thoughts and feelings and so that brings us to the end of the second Sarah global fantasy football podcast hope you found it useful as always if you could like subscribe and leave a review and we could help introduce the fantastic concepts of Sarah to more users thanks for listening guys see yeah. you next week see you next week guys